Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Second massage experience leads to Caitlin checking off another fantasy. Joe fucks her from behind while she blows another guy. We also discuss the struggles of real-life confidence compared to online persona. And we're back at the sex apartment. Once again, Caitlin and Joe. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Hey. Welcome, welcome. So you decide you need a code word to get out of things. Are there any other guidelines that you set up there? Not yet. I think it might have still been just looking for another girl to play with. Maybe adding, like, I don't have any desire to fuck another guy. I'm completely happy with Joe, but I want to make him happy. And his desire is to see me with another guy. So I'm like, I'll do whatever to please him. We just haven't. I don't even know if it's 100% that I want to see with another guy. I just love to watch you come. It is awesome. One of my favorite And if it's things. another guy that doesn't, fine. I'm not worried that you're going to find something else and walk away. I just I just love it. It is awesome. <laughs> and I know she posted a video of her making herself come on the website not too long ago, and she was against it. That's kind of embarrassing. I'm like, it is so hot. <laughs> you don't have any idea. Just post it. There was positive feedback, but yeah, yeah again, so embarrassing. I need to spend more time on this fucking website. <laughs> <laughs> I hear all these people, oh, I posted this video, this video. I'm like, I didn't see any of that. Yeah. We've had a couple other experiences where we've talked to couples on the website, decided to meet up outside the club and was texting back and forth. But both of those, the guys got a little. Well, I'll, I'll jump in here. Yeah. Uh, so the first time that we met somebody outside the club, we went and had dinner. Seemed all right. We actually ended up going back to her place. They weren't, they didn't live together. And the girls were playing around, having fun. And then we made plans to go the next weekend to the club. We met up for dinner before the club. We went to the club and Caitlin, we did, we did our little round. We walked around, went to the couple's room, checked it out. There were some things going on. Caitlin said, let's go. Me and you get a room. Okay. So that couple that we went with were nowhere to be found. Me and Caitlin got a room. We had fun. And this is... Caitlin does an Irish goodbye every time we've left the club. And I feel terrible to anybody that we talk to there because we just disappear. And I'm like, they are going to think that we are running from them. And I always message them, hey, listen, it wasn't you guys. And actually, I've come to the conclusion that I, I need to tell people when we first start talking to them, just so you know, <laughs> at the end of the night, you turn around and we're gone. It wasn't you. This is just how when Caitlin's ready to go, she's ready to go. So we did that that night and that gentleman was pissed. Hmm. He, had he this, caught us before we got out the door. So he it had wasn't this whole scenario goodbye. in his mind about what he wanted to happen. Oh, fuck. And like I said, Caitlin was satisfied and she was ready to go and we left. And yeah, we had a group text going and he removed himself and oh, said, he pretty down. much told us to fuck off. Yeah. And we were like, what? Yeah, we couldn't talk to the girl anymore. That was weird, but okay, whatever. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that couple ended up splitting. Yeah. And then we started talking to another couple. We actually met at the club one night 
that was kind of like an organic experience. We met him on the patio. We ended up going to the massage room. We had a great experience. And then we decided to exchange numbers. Let's go back numbers. into this great experience. Yeah, we, let's get into some detail on that. Yeah. I'd like to hear more about this great experience. <laughs> I let you slide in the last one yeah, where yeah. Uh, me and the girl did some stuff and then yeah. we hung out again. So we'll massage room. Let's go. Okay. So the massage room. Well, you told them, hey, listen, we had a fun experience in the massage room. I got massage oils. Oh, yeah. I brought out my ready? massage oil again. Who's not interested in the massage, right? So I started giving the girl a massage and then had her flip over. I got on top of her. I went down on her. I know he joined in. I started giving him head. He joined in for sure. I think I was still just kind of watching this unfold. Yes. This this is (laughs) happening again. Yes. It's the massage oil. It solves all the problems. It is. (laughs) And that room. It's the chair in the room, by the way. That solves the problem. (laughs) There had to be a point where she switched and she was eating you. You were blowing him. She was eating you. Lots of play with the tits. Understandable. And then he fucked her. Oh, you fucked her. Oh, second. shit. Hang on a oh, second. Oh, yeah, this is okay. <laughs> so Caitlin takes my pants off and backs into me, is blowing him while I'm fucking Caitlin. Oh, nice. That was on my bucket list. Check. Check. Nice. <laughs> I came pretty quick. Understandable. Next thing I know is he, he lifted me off the ground onto him and the, the started other guy. eating me after Joe just came in me. Uh, we're like, now, like his girl was watching, she was up close watching me fuck Caitlin and seeing that I had just came in Caitlin and said, did you just get off? And I said, yes. And then he says, come here. I want to eat your pussy again. So Caitlin climbs up there and I didn't climb. He lifted me. Okay. <laughs> whatever. Which I was kind of like, I don't know. Is that a thing? That's not that what I want to do. I don't, thing. I don't want to eat somebody else's, cum, but whatever. A, a couple minutes into it, he's like, Holy shit, I just remembered that you said you came in. Whoops. But that's fine. I'm good with it. So he ended up fucking his wife. I think everybody was satisfied. We cleaned up and left. We exchanged numbers. I think, actually, the club was closing. We had to leave. Stupid knock on the door. Yeah. hate that fucking thing. So we exchanged (laughs) numbers, and we said we were going to hang out again. We were texting or sexting. He was... Coming across a little aggressive. Even that night when everything was going down, like all he kept saying was how sexy Caitlin was and how fucking hot she was, which I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue with that either. But I know if I was the one saying that about another girl, Caitlin would have. Yeah, the stuff he was texting burned me. Burned holes in my head. Yeah. Like, we just looked at each other and I was like, my God, if you said that, I would be so pissed. And then. Now, see, that's interesting because from this one over here, I'm frequently told you aren't saying enough to make her feel special. Okay. I mean, immediately in my head, it's, that's not my job. She is with someone else who, but then you remind me. I mean, there's a point at which the girl wants to know that you want her to be a turn on for the girls. You have to kind of somewhat be chasing her and recording her. And that's where you tell me no matter how many times I tell you you're hot, it doesn't mean anything. Right. It's when that other person (laughs) brings it. Yeah. yeah, It's when a complete stranger, but it's also like a here and now thing. Like you've seen me every day for how many years now. And it's still X surprise every time you get naked again. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yesterday, (laughs) same thing. Yeah. Pulled your pants off the desk. That ass. Another <laughs> case of you girls way overthinking stuff. It, but it we is, are pretty just... easy to to please. I think. I'm, I agree. I can you for are. sure say about myself. <laughs> As a, a group, men are typically rather easy to please. I'll take it. So I think the text went on maybe another day, and then that was shut down. The wife was not happy with from that. their side. Right. Yeah, okay. we were having fun like sexting. I like to call myself. And what did I say? Amateur erotic novel writer. Oh, yeah, Joe's really. I do good. have fun with that. 
We have heard a little bit about your novel writing. Uh oh. Yes. I mean, we don't know the details of it. We just know that you're capable. That's yeah. all. <laughs> He's good. So there was another relationship we thought we were forming with a couple, and then that was shut down mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then I think we've been to the club probably five or six other times, and we're not very good at socializing. So nothing really happens. We're not ones to go up to somebody. I'm afraid. I think I'm afraid of rejection. I never want to put myself out there and then be rejected. And I don't think anybody wants to be rejected. No. But That's part of it. And I why, also why think, it's not happening for us. I think part of our problem is we are both pretty shy and not good at approaching somebody. But the things that Caitlin posts on the website makes her look super confident. Mm-hmm. I mean, she posts some pretty hot stuff. And had I didn't know you, I would think, wow, this girl's super confident to be posting that stuff. And then and I did it's get almost, that I think, reaction from girls and guys that they I think, think they're I'm very kind of intimidated to come talk to us because she comes off super confident and then when they see it's at the club, but we don't pay any attention to them. And it's not because we're not interested. It's because Caitlin has no idea if she's interested because she's staring at the ground. <laughs> and I'm going, hey, how about her? She just walked by and she goes, I didn't see her. Didn't <laughs> didn't see her. Didn't see what do you mean you didn't see her? She, she just looked right at you. I didn't, I didn't see her. She fucking drooled as she walked by. What do you mean? <laughs> didn't notice. Yep. Yeah. Isn't there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Plenty of times. I think that's part of the problem. It's a combination of giving off the false sense that you're super confident and then also not being able to approach anybody. I think it's kind of a little intimidation. But I am also not great at starting a conversation with people also. It is one of the bigger challenges because, especially for you guys, I mean, you guys started dating when you were... Yeah, I was a freshman in high school, so yeah. I never really had to so that's what- be able to do that. Yeah. To start dating. So this is like, not to right? mention, this is like dating all over again. So mm-hmm. like, this is coming out not tonight, just dating all up. over again. This, I mean, this is brand new. You guys haven't gone through bad sex with different yeah. people. That just is a normal thing going through <laughs> high school and college. That's what it is. And yeah. the vast majority of my sex experiences in those, and I don't think any of them listened to it because I hope not, but <laughs> it was bad, but there was always that one good one that you're like, oh, I'm gonna find the next good one. And that's just part of it. They're not all going to be great. But for you guys, that first moment was great. It was. And for the next 22 years, this was great. Fuck. And to you, every sexual experience is great. Yeah. So that's a really different angle to come at this from. Have you found going to the club has changed anything within your own sex life? I don't think so. I mean, we had a great sex life, especially probably like the year leading up to that. I think it had something to do with you turning 40, but... (laughs) She I think we, progressively got freakier, I would say. Yeah. And I think every time I don't every time I have a great orgasm, I'm like, that was the best orgasm of my life. <laughs> and then I would just like start laughing and I'm like, I cannot believe we've been together this long and it just keeps getting better. And it surprises me every time. And I think, yeah, it's definitely every year it gets better. And I just fine wine, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know I, if it's that. I don't think it has yet. I think once it over the, I think really Caitlin just needs to get over, kind of helped over the hump of being, I mean, jealousy is normal. Mm-hmm. You know, I Absolutely. Just think, it's actually one of the, a lot of people find it one of the hotter things. And that tinge of jealousy going, oh, wow, my partner's doing something with someone else. But I kind of like it, but I kind of, hmm. And I, I get it myself just sitting back watching at times. But it's harnessing that energy and it's the reconnection going, oh, wait, nope, this is still mine. And See, and right. that's that's the thing. Like, we've never really 
done the swap to have that reconnection? And I'm not opposed to it. For a little while I was, but I'm like, let's do it. I mean, if it's awful, we won't do it again. If I just am jealous and I hated it, then we just won't do that. And again, there's no specific guideline that says you need to do this by this time or you lose your lifestyle card. It's right. It's not a requirement. And I did. And I when that listening. moment hits, that's the moment and that's fine. When I heard Bex and Boone talking about it today, like I had no idea, like they don't care if it's not a full swap, like they have so much fun regardless. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I feel like prior to today, that was pressure I had on myself, like you're not really in the lifestyle. You're not really swingers if it's not. The fuck if you're, you're not. not right. I know swapping dozens and doing of couples intercourse and, that have never even laid down in a bed next to someone. Yeah, it, it's so. not a requirement in any way, shape, or form. That was eye-opening for me. Long game, long game. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. I, yeah. Like I said, I don't have to partake in any of this. When I get the nod to, is it awesome? Yeah, it's awesome. But I don't have to. I've never gotten naked yet. In all of our experiences, everyone's always gone, what? the hell are you doing? I, the number of times I've heard that. I actually was going through our experiences today, adding another item to one of the categories. And I realized in our first year of doing this together, I didn't actually have sex with anybody more than there was one time that that happened in the first year. Mm-hmm. And there was a large number of experiences. And I would say our first year was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. What led to us doing this podcast because we had so much fun. By the time we started the podcast, the number wasn't higher than two or three people that I had had sex with. Right. And I think the fact that Joe doesn't have to be part of it, he just wants to watch and experience or see it, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I don't particularly need any of this, I don't want any of it, I'm doing it for him. I've seen your videos. But I think it just adds something to our relationship. Like, I don't think either of us need it, but it's just adding to. Yeah, no, I definitely don't need it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, that one time you left the club pissed, I was fine. Okay, it's over. It's done. It was cool. I lasted, but whatever. No big deal. But that's not how it went down. She said, next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready to throw him a towel just yet. So as we were leading up to this, I sent you a message saying what we would go through. And one of the things that I offered to do was because you guys are relatively new to this, if you had any questions that were building leading into this, you were free to throw some out there. I don't. I don't. I asked you everything I had so far. And when I do come up with one, I just send that message and you guys get right back to me. I'm not. No, I don't really have any questions. I just. Besides, how the hell do we start talking to people? I mean, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. Kaylin says this is all for me and my want to see her with another woman, but there was definitely a part of her that wanted to experience that too, for sure. And I did. That's where she always says that I'm making it up. We get asked how we got into it, and she says, oh, it's all for Joe, and I go, I don't know about that. You're smiling pretty big in those pictures you post online. (laughs) Let's talk about the pictures that you post. Whose idea is it to post pictures? I think initially it was Joe's. He might have posted one. We would sext all the time. I mean, so that yeah, was I've been new. getting her to send me pictures and videos for years to me. Just, just so you know, my number's always open and nobody goes anywhere near my phone. So <laughs> anytime is fine. I'm very tech savvy with that too. Just. <laughs> so that, that was nothing like new. But when I found out that, for lack of a better term, that it was like a Facebook page for the club, mm-hmm. I was like, well, Joe, look how cool this is. And I think he had posted, might have been a Monday, MILF Monday or whatever, he posted a photo and he's like, look at all these likes you're getting. And I think he was thrilled with it. And then I was thrilled with it. I'm like, wow, 
so then I started like trying to keep up with the daily different categories and and then the gifts you could do gifts and then the videos for and you could start doing videos yeah and I think pretty neat last time I was on there I think I still have the number one liked video which cracks us up because it's nothing super sexy but I think it might have been like the first video so everybody so liked it's, it it's gotten a lot so. of likes over time. yeah gift originators on the side I understand where you're coming from <laughs> but uh, so it's been fun it's enjoyable to get the likes and the confidence and but I'm definitely more are confident. You, are you getting the confidence though? That's where one on one, me by myself with my phone or my camera, I'm hundred percent confident. With other people, I am not. So I'm just gonna tell you sitting here, you should be fucking confident. I'm I'm trying I don't know. I know that other people saying it doesn't matter and it's all what's in your head. So Right. Something I gotta work out. So we haven't had the best luck at the club besides our first experience it was awesome. But trying to connect with couples, we've met couples online and then we've gotten connections to go out to dinner and hang out. Um, we've attempted to do, I think we have stronger connections outside of the club. It's a lot easier to talk at a restaurant than it is yeah, to talk at the club. For sure. Well, I'll give you a good thing through the, through the website. I think Caitlin kind of has a fantasy of being dominated. In fact, no, I know she does. And I can't, I mean, I can... I can get a little rough, but I don't, I don't know. I just can't bring it into me to be too rough. And she started talking with somebody on the website. I was good with it. Hey, you know what? If you want to find somebody to, to do this to you that I can't really do. But then he started in the message and like degrading me. Yeah. And then that's mm. when I was like, mm, fuck this guy. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. That's not where this is going. Yeah. And now, when you right. say rough, because after having a handful of, more BDSM people on here. There's next level shit, and then there's oh, you like kind of rough, yeah, that's cute. So I'm and, more of the second. Like I yeah, can handle what Joe at. gives okay. me, and that's like it. I don't think I can't even be tied up because I'm like claustrophobic. Okay. So I was <laughs> messaging with Tommy. I'm like, do you ever have people say they they like to be like tied up or restrained, but they also are claustrophobic? And he's like, well, that's why you would like the ropes because there's some give in that, unlike uh, handcuffs, but I haven't been comfortable enough to go get tied up by Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. It's a moment, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Much. And I you don't will know, definitely I, see her pleased. <laughs> I'm not sure that you really know what your limit is as far as that goes. I don't know if I really. want to find my limit either. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's I, the challenge. When I don't want to reach that point. When you started talking to that guy, you were talking a pretty good game. Yeah, and then he was throwing down a little more than I could take. I'm like, oh, I don't think I could do this. Well, and when he was trying to degrade me, that's when I was like, mm, no, sorry, buddy. Yeah, that's, and that's just so like, again one of those things you should check in before you drop that shit because you got to be pretty confident to go. Mm, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. They might be into it and risk. Eh, never mind. Sorry, you're out. Well, you know what was funny is so he had sent some of these messages, pretty much putting me down, but erasing them oh and actually i got home guys. one day and i'm like you know, are you erasing messages because that's like a rule you know what i mean hey sure everything's transparent the if there's up. if we're texting a couple we're all involved if somebody's messaged another thing we're not erasing nothing and she's like no i'm not erasing anything. what are you talking about that is one of the things that disappoints me and i was like well earlier i looked mm-hmm. and this guy said this now i go to show it and it's gone i didn't it's, erase it uh, he must have erased it so uh, i don't know good news is it's still in your email that comes through because all the messages are there too so Oh, really? Yep. I don't need to reread those. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So I don't know. So in our eight months experience, we've had like a great first one, 
some okay ones. We're still having a great time, but still trying to find our niche or kind of way to get in and feel comfortable and have more experiences. So if I were to ask what's your favorite experience been so far, it would go back to that first one. Yeah. The only reason I think that was, is I think the pressure wasn't there because there were mm-hmm. so many of us in the room. I think there was less pressure. So that's what yeah. made it more enjoyable. Top that off with the fact that you didn't have any expectations and you just said, hey, let's go do some massage. And that's what you did. And it went from there, which is fucking brilliant angle, by the way. That was fun. Well, then I'll suggest getting massages. I was going to say, are we packing (laughs) massage oil in our bag now? (laughs) That came from Caitlin's porn addiction. I was on a roll there for a while. More specifically, please. (laughs) I do as well have a massage fetish. Do you? Oh my god! <laughs> so I started listening to audiobooks, like spicy audiobooks, and then I was like, "Wow, there's audio porn, and then there's audio porn that you can link to a vibrator." Oh, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh, this vibrator actually links to porn, so I can actually watch the porn." So then I would just be with my earbuds in, walking around the house, either listening to audio porn, doing my chores, or if the kids were around. <laughs> Although one time we were listening, we each had one earpod in and I was like really into watching what was going on. And my son <laughs> asked me for something and I replied in the voice of the character. Oh, oh. she replied with Oops. like a moan. And I was <laughs> like, sexy oh, voice. Man. We were dying. <laughs> and we're like, okay, no more listening to porn with <laughs> our kids around the house. Wow. Yeah. That was funny. I forgot about that. That was. So getting back to this massage porn. Yeah, that was my go-to every day watching. Now what happened in this massage porn? A lot of times, it didn't have to be girl on girl, but it was a great massage. And then like, you're just waiting for your their hand to... It's a little too far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I was also going for massages once a month. And it was never like with somebody super attractive, but I was always like, come on, just, just let it slide over little, just a little bit. <laughs> a little further over. Just spread your legs just yeah. a little more. Yeah, so... Maybe it was just definitely, no. yeah, okay. for sure, a fantasy of mine. So that was a great line that that lady had, wanted to know what I was into and what my fantasy was. And she's like, do you want to fulfill that? I'm like, uh, hell yeah. Okay. I actually have the oil. Let's go. That was cool. Yeah, it was convenient. It was. So mentioning fantasies, like you said, you guys are kind of new to this. Mm-hmm. What's on your, I mean, you clearly have a list. What's on your list of things that you are hoping to check off one day? I don't know if we have anything specific. We're just excited for every new experience to happen. I mean, you definitely had I mean, blowjob while getting fucked, and you definitely had double-ended dildo. Yep. That also happened. But we don't have, like, a list that... I think after it happens, we're like, oh, that, that was actually one of ours. But we don't have a list. I mean, if we go back through my erotic uh, novel text, that's me putting my thoughts into words, what I want to see. Yeah, we'll have to go through his novels, his texts. In our room, I would say, I mentioned to Joe one day at work, I'm like, wouldn't it be fun if we had a sex swing? And like within a few hours, it was hanging in the middle of our, in the middle of our bedroom. (laughs) Being able, like now that our kids are older and to have fun and go somewhere and be able to be loud and not have to muffle anything. It's just like a great fun time for us to connect and be together and have fun in different rooms. And I enjoy that part of it. I've learned that if I say one thing that I like, 
in reference to any kind of sexual device, it usually shows up within a couple of days. Okay, I'm going to give you that. I'm also going to give you, if you say you like anything or want anything, it does tend to show up within a couple of days. However, I will also say if you hint at anything sexual, I will definitely make sure it's there as quick as possible before you change your mind. And in all honesty, if anyone else suggests anything sexual, I get it just so we can try it just in case. Yes, that's true. I'm just saying your radar for I want and something, something, sex, something, something is much higher than your, I want a puppy (laughs) radar. Wait, I didn't hear you. What? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Seems that one goes right out the window. (laughs) So anyway, moving on to the episode. First thing I want to talk about is Caitlin enjoying posting pictures and videos on the website. Joe says that she's been sending him naughty texts and sexting for quite some time. And I know for a fact that for quite some time you've had your own little naughty Snapchat that you send to people. If I rewind back into my history, I would say that I started by sending my husband dirty pictures via Mm -hmm. text usually, or even just dirty talk over text. And then that escalated to my husband and one of his friends. And then Snapchat came around somewhere in there. And then when I realized that Snapchat was like the ideal place to send naughty pictures so that they don't necessarily hang around too long. That was back when Snapchat was the real deal, like show you the picture and it's gone, Mm -hmm. gone, gone. You can't save it to your feed. You get nothing. There's no going back to it. All I'm saying is that I feel that there is kind of this outline of, oh, I took this really hot picture. It's super sexy. And yes, I want to share it with my husband, but boy, I really wish I could share it with more people. Mm -hmm. And that escalation to sharing it with more than just private friends and kind of sharing it a little bit more. And that's where... The Snapchat group started. It was, oh, okay, this person would appreciate this picture. This person might appreciate this picture. And it would start with one or two people. And then I started accumulating more people that would be appreciative of my pictures. (laughs) And what I love about Snapchat is I get a direct response from that person. And it's somebody I know also versus a handful of thumbs up on the club page isn't enough for you no i think that's fantastic i mean and that also is very similar to some of our friends who have twitter accounts Mm -hmm. you know you kind of get addicted to that how many views how many likes how you know you're putting something out there and you're getting really excited about the responses you get or just the number of followers that are following you because of it do see there kind of being this starting small and, you know, moving outward. And I think that's a, I don't know, a sexy thing. It's a way to feel sexy without necessarily having to put yourself out there. You can put yourself out there in a very controlled way. Like here is a picture I approved. Here is a picture I know I feel good about. I feel I look good in it. So I'm putting that picture out there specifically because I like that one. Or here is a video of me, which, you know, I have a a filter on and I like the way I look. My skin is glowing just the right way or whatever it is. But you have that control of what the world is seeing Mm -hmm. of you versus when you walk in a club and you're like, oh. So then should I update the club website then? No, I don't think you have to. I think the picture that we have up are accurate portrayals of who we are today. Even though they haven't been updated in a few years, we're still very similar weight, very similar looks. We haven't aged drastically over the past couple of years. So as long as they're pretty truthful to what we look like. And to me, those pictures are just a, hey, this is a little bit of what you get. Come meet me and see what else I have to offer. It's not really... 
a day by day kind of. It's not yeah. jerk off material. It's just there for, hey, do you like what you see? Right. And if you do, reach out and then we can take it from there. It, I don't need a whole bunch of stuff in other people's mailboxes that they can just have a good time to. And then, <laughs> and then they never reach out and meet me because <laughs> they can have a good time with me too. Yes. Yes, they can. <laughs> So how about Caitlin's goodbye process? I mean, if you didn't come with anybody and there's nobody specifically that is looking for you, I, I think you can bail whenever you're ready to bail. And I'm not surprised you say that because typically when you say it's time to go, it's okay, out the door we go. But I'm like, hang on, let's do a lap and say goodbye to everybody. And you're like, we don't have to, come on. It's a little different at the sex club versus like if I'm at a regular vanilla party or even at a house party or something like that. If somebody specifically invited us to their house party, I would search them out before leaving. I would say goodbye. The club is a different story because a lot of times our friends could be having conversations that are leading to rooms. They could be coming out of rooms and finishing up conversations there. I mean, you don't know what you're going to walk up on when you see your friends in the club. And it could just be them standing there by themselves having a normal conversation, whatever. Either way, I unless we actually came there with them or they dropped us off or something like that, where they would need to know that we're leaving, I don't see what the why it's necessary to say a million goodbyes. Like I said, I'm of the, hang on, I want to say goodbye to everybody just to let them know, hey, I remember talking to you. We'll see you next time. And just leave that final thought in their head. But I also like the idea of Joe wanting to let people know, hey, when you don't see us later, it's not because we're disappearing on you. It's just, that's how we leave. Especially having run into the issue of people questioning, hey, where'd you go? I thought we were hanging out. I still think you have every right to just leave. If you want to leave, just leave. You owe it to zero. Right. I agree. You owe it to nobody. You came there together. You came there to have a good time. And if you had a good time, great. If you're not having a good time and you decide you're going to leave, you just go. And if somebody has a problem with that, if any one of our friends were to contact us after the fact and have a problem with the fact that we left without saying goodbye... I would have a problem with them. I hear you. And I think maybe my desire to say goodbye is probably that goodbye kiss. So I I could see where I'm coming from. You want to drag it all out for the rest of the night and I'm ready to go. And when I'm ready to go, I'm just done. I hear you. Were you surprised by the reaction of the gentleman of that couple who was expecting something to happen that night and then catches them walking out the door without doing all the things that he had planned for them to do? Surprised is hard to say because I don't know the couple they're speaking of. I don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And because I don't have an idea of their personalities or anything else, I can't say one way or another if I would have expected that behavior from them. But based on the fact that their reaction was to get pissed and then to be spiteful and not want to talk to Caitlin and Joe again, and then also finding out that they're no longer together, that all kind of lines up. I was going to say that I was surprised because people that we tend to line up with and talk to don't really go into those nights with heavy expectations, or if they do, they aren't angry when things don't follow through. Have you run into couples that were upset that we didn't follow through or something? No, I haven't, but I also don't know. I mean, they're maybe on the ride home, they're bitching about it. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. But also, I haven't committed that to be part of my concerns either. True. You know, it's like, I don't care if you're mad. I'm, I'm not doing something I don't want to do just because you're mad at me or because you're going to stomp your feet and say I'm not talking to you anymore. Well, I, that boo-hoo. is definitely not a valid reason to do something. I would agree. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Literally. (laughs) 
I hope nobody's mad at us, but I feel that you're right. If they are mad at us, they're not aligned with the type of people we are. So it's not going to be somebody we're going to maintain contact with. It's just we're likely going to go our separate ways in the lifestyle. I would agree. This is the second time she brought up massage play in the massage room. Yes. And I think they tapped into a really cool way to transition. I would agree. Yes. And I'm about to use it at this ex-partment because I'm starting to think that this might be the trick, the slow step into the next step. It's interesting you say that because, as you know, I've had a massage fantasy for a long time. While I do get regular massages, they have never actually gone to the happy ending version, but I've always been intrigued by that. I also, every time that you go to get a massage, have that back of my mind hope that, hey, <laughs> maybe something's going to happen. You're going to let that I know, sheet you slide always, down a little? <laughs> you always joke, and I'm like, no, this is a professional relationship. I don't want it to go there. <laughs> well, I, and, and in all honesty, outside of just looking online for a rub and tug, which I feel weird, I would rather have that fantasy fulfilled in a professional setting as opposed to, okay, I went to this place that is known for it and kind of set it up. I, it's it's a fantasy that I want to become. You want to be surprised. You, right. you want to walk in expecting a standard massage. That and go, ends oh, look, look where happily. this went. Yes. <laughs> she couldn't control herself and just had to touch me. <laughs> okay. And okay. honestly, my fantasy more revolves around you anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> How am I involved in your massage? No, not my massage, but your massage. You coming back going, oh my God, you won't believe what just happened. Yeah, I know. You should have. (laughs) And in all honesty, I do have a guy in Vegas that I am dying to see you do your thing. You're rolling your eyes now, but I guarantee you when you finally let me take you to Vegas and this happens, you won't be rolling your eyes anymore. Well, you will, but just in a much, much better way. And to top it off, I also need to start searching out her massage porn. I've had certain things pop along my Tumblr feed where I was like, oh, wow, look at that. That's a massage table. But to actually search out the full start to finish massage porn, I think that's worth a little search on my end. Like, do the massage porns actually do a full massage or does it go immediately to like the fucking? Like I, most I would imagine that they, like most other porn, start off with something and it transitions and, oh, ooh, I touched a little extra there. Oh, here we go. And off to the races it goes. I believe it starts with a massage, but no, I don't think we're going to watch 45 minutes of an actual massage and then go, okay, no, here's a little. I, not like that, but I mean, there's 45 minutes of massage versus, oh, look, I'm massaging your leg and suddenly I'm fucking you. You no, know, like I, I mean. I, I think there's some buildup to it and some teasing before rolling right into the fucking is my guess. I'm glad he mentioned that he came really quick watching her give that blowjob while he was fucking her. See, I never have a problem if a guy comes quickly. I think it's a really hot, very attractive sign Mm -hmm. that you are in this, that you are experiencing this, that you are turned on and so turned on that you come. Like I've never once had an issue if somebody comes quickly. There have been many times watching you do your thing that I know I can't hold back. There are times where I will wait and try not to start having sex if you are in a very loud, enjoyable moment, because I know it will be a very, very fast moment for me. Yes. I appreciate him bringing that up. I hope that other people appreciate that as well. I know that sometimes it's frustrating if you haven't come yourself or if the entire experience hasn't rounded out yet for everybody, but 
I still think that somebody who comes quickly is not to be somebody that oh, there's is no doubt upon. <laughs> when I do that, I am very annoyed that I am not continuing the play session because I would like to continue doing that. But at the same time, it is also just that fucking hot in the moment that I'm like, I, it doesn't matter if I don't want to, I'm going to. Right. Then he talks about the fact that he came inside of her. Well, he's allowed to. He's absolutely allowed to. <laughs> but mid play session, that's an interesting thing because we have friends that will disappear off into a room together, have sex, typically finishing inside, and then come back out not knowing whether or not they're going to play again later. Okay. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Are you grossed out by that or you think it's sexy? I'm going to say I'm on the sexy side. I think it's hot knowing that they were so turned on in the moment that they did that. And like you said, you guys are together. You can do whatever you want. I'm very torn on if you need to give a heads up. To the next partner, you mean? Yes. Because I know Holly frequently gives that warning. If somebody even came on her chest, she'd be like, "Ah, careful, don't touch here, don't look here, be careful here. Somebody came here at some point tonight. I don't know that it's necessary, but I think that it would be very much appreciated. It's a a courtesy thing for sure. And I I think there are people who maybe like somebody going down on her might taste come and get a little bit unnerved by that and not like that. So, I mean, you run the risk by if you're not telling them you run the risk of them getting grossed out i'm gonna say odds are they're gonna notice the scent before they notice the taste well is my guess whichever happens first doesn't matter chicken or the egg i got you yeah i think it's a courtesy you should extend to the next partner just as a hey be prepared for Joe mentions that the other man and the couple had complimented Caitlin so much that it actually became a bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it may have made his wife uncomfortable as well. Yes, it sounded like it sure did. Kind of like two sides to the coin here because you definitely, as the other wife, and if I'm playing with the other husband, I want to feel sexy. I want to feel like he likes me. I turn him on. I'm attractive to him in some way, shape, or form. I want to feel lusted after in that sense. I don't want it to be so much so that I feel uncomfortable around his own wife, Mm -hmm. that he's over complimenting me and not even noticing her. I mean, that's a little bit too far, but it depends on each person's dynamic as well. Now, if she's getting upset, clearly that's not their dynamic. But for me, when you flirt with somebody, when you court somebody, I very much enjoy watching that. I enjoy watching the female enjoy being on the receiving end of that. I like to be kind of the bystander. And I know that what you're saying to them has no negative meaning towards me. It's like a very separate wall for me. I don't make those comparisons. Oh, he said that to her. It must mean that he doesn't notice that on me or he doesn't say that about me. But it's also something that takes time to get there, too, because I think early on in our relationship, I probably might have felt that that was not appropriate. And I will say that I am very gun shy to compliment or over compliment someone because I was in two previous relationships where those people wanted to be the center of the attention. They wanted everyone to be praising them and they felt if someone else got praised, it was taking away praise that they should be receiving. 
I don't ever want you to feel slighted or go, mm, that went too far. You you are way too attracted to this. I don't know how I feel about that. And that's also like a two-sided coin for me too, because if I'm receiving all of the attention in a room or if all of the men that were around in the moment are paying attention to me, then all I can think is I want them to pay attention to these other ladies too, because these other ladies are really hot and I want to share the attention. I want everybody to feel good. It feels good when I'm getting the attention, but it doesn't feel good to get all of the attention. I think the hardest part with compliments is that when it becomes uneven Mm -hmm. between the couple. So let's say you have a husband who's very complimentary to me, but his wife is not receiving the same amount of compliments from you. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes this kind of unbalanced where one person of the four of us gets a lot of attention and somebody is being left out. I think if there's a good balance of, okay, you're complimenting her, he's complimenting me, or I'm complimenting her and she's complimenting me and you're complimenting her and he's complimenting me. If everything can somewhat balance so that one person of the group is not getting all of the attention, typically things won't go sour. Mm -hmm. In text message conversations with us, a lot of times we have that difficulty because I'm not nearly as active as you are. So if If you're giving the wife a lot of attention and I'm not paying a lot of attention to the husband in our text message conversations, it could easily be mistaken that I'm not as attracted to the husband as you are to the wife and that we're all here because you like the wife or something like that. So it's a balance. So when is too much too much then? Again, I think it's when it becomes uncomfortable. I think when the compliments get to a level that, you know, there's things you say to your wife and there's things you say to your girlfriend, right? (laughs) Like you don't necessarily tell the girlfriend she's the prettiest woman you've ever seen. Not necessarily. I mean, how many times have you complimented a woman that way? Right. Versus you're going to tell your wife she's the prettiest woman that ever existed. You you know what I mean? That's more of a compliment for your wife. It's because you are. She's a very beautiful woman. (laughs) You could say that, but it goes to that next level when it hits the uncomfortable level to be on either side, really, to be the wife of the person doing the complimenting or the one on the receiving end of getting the compliments and being like, whoa, I don't, I mean, we're just fucking here. We don't need you. I'm not your everything, buddy. (laughs) You know? Fair, yeah. I'm not trying to be anybody's wife. I'm not trying to be the best of the best for anybody other than you. If somebody is complimenting me like that, then I start to get a little bit uncomfortable. That's not where this is going. Speaking of texting, we were on the receiving end of one of Joe's very graphic sexting where he created a very, very sexy soft swap story. We got a text erotica. Is there a text erotica? (laughs) There should be because he nailed it. I will say that our sexting game is not nearly up to par with that. And it's interesting that it's not because you just recently had a play experience where I asked you to write down the details on your side of it and share that with me. Yes. Your writing game is on point. So I would have to imagine that your sexting game could be. However, the look you're giving me tells me I was telling you a story that happened. Yes. So I had real feelings 
real experience to draw from. Now, I'm not saying that my writing game would be bad if it were a made up story, but I would need like a very, very specific situation kind of outlined for me. You couldn't come to me and say, give me an erotic story. And I couldn't just like pull one out of thin air. I'd be like, okay, well, what are we working with? What's the fantasy? Where are we at? Give me some like boundaries. And then I could work within that. Likely. Given so so that you're, I have you're feeling some... that you're, if you're going to be an improv player, you need a little help from the crowd? Right. Okay. Right, All right. right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> or, you know, pull it out of the hat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So we're... Spinning the wheel of tax erotica. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yes. Caitlin's online confidence versus real life confidence is a very intriguing principle because on the website with the pictures she posts and the videos that she posts, she is just screaming, look at me, look at me. I bet you want me. And then she walks into the club, like he said, head down, afraid to look at anybody because she doesn't want them to think, oh, she's looking at me and she wants me and then get them to look away and not be interested because she's afraid of that rejection. So for her, it's much easier to be confident behind the screen versus in real life. And I think that goes a little bit back to kind of what I was saying earlier, where you have all of the control over what you're putting out there. You are approving of everything that you're posting on the website. And sure, it's sexy. And sure, you're confident in that moment. But you get in front of a group of people and now you don't have the control over seeing their reactions, about seeing their possible rejection, if that's the case. It's a bit of a struggle. I'm a shy person myself and I very much love sharing sexy pictures, but it's a, oh gosh, I took this. It's so hot. Hit send and it's done. I can't undo it. I also thought it was a great picture. I've also deleted 20 before I took that picture that I didn't like mm-hmm. and I sent the one that I liked the best. You know, So there's that level of control over what people get to see and what you're exuding in that picture too, whereas you just don't have that control in person. Now you are physically in front of somebody. There's a chance that they're going to notice that your tan isn't even or you have a little like a muffin top there or whatever. You know, you just you just don't have the control anymore. So the confidence isn't quite the same or not as easy to exude. And then you have the mixed in factor that you're also seeing everybody's reaction in real time as well. It's not like everybody's walking around with a, I have a thumbs up to give, you know, like I I have a like to give. So like you and like you, it's not as easy. Just the way of the world and the way of media. I hear you. And how we live these days. Still don't catch you women, but I hear you. I want to understand. I really do. But I look at all you beautiful women at the club going, what do any of you have to not be confident about? I don't think it's that we're walking around thinking we don't have confidence. I think we're walking around struggling to keep what confidence we have. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you're talking about being at least, okay, I'm in my 40s. So I was raised in a world where body shaming women was not a problem. We didn't hide that. People were called fat. They were plus size models. I don't even know. They probably don't even call them plus size models anymore. You know what I mean? So like anything remotely derogatory towards women that weren't tiny, skinny, little model figures, we've been fighting back our entire life. So if you don't adhere to that norm, you think somewhere in your psyche there's something wrong with you. I hear you. And like I said, I want to get it. I just don't think I can ever be inside that mindset. Because you're not, right, you've never been yeah. in raised from a young age to right. believe otherwise. I hear you. Speaking of young age, 
and their long-term relationship where they got together, him freshman, her junior in high school. I had never really thought about this for any of the couples that we meet that are a long-term relationship and the fact that they haven't had sex with anybody else for a really, really long time, if not ever, and getting into the lifestyle and exploring sex with different partners and how something that they could have found as their favorite thing for the longest time and then they try something new and it's like, oh, whoa, what is this? I, there's bad sex? Uh-oh. I just never, for some reason, never put that thought in my head that they'd be going through this. Well, to me, it's a lot having more to do with that first encounter, that first sexual experience with someone other than who you're used to. But like those of us who had maybe a handful of longer term relationships before we got married, we've had that often. Oh, yeah, it starts off. We don't really know each other yet. We're trying to figure out what turns each other on and going through the motions of figuring out what turns somebody on. Or you have the conversations that lead into better sex, you know, along the way where they haven't had to do that. They've been with each other. They've grown with each other. They've figured each other out this whole time. So now all of these encounters they're having are not only just new experiences for them, but they're experiencing things that many people have already just gone through naturally in their dating lives that they're pretty used to. And we probably dismiss as, oh yeah, that was just first time you have sex with people. Sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes it's weird. What shocked me was after we stopped recording, we continued this discussion just of my astonishment. She wrapped the fact that they haven't really kissed any other people in the lifestyle because they don't know if they're good or bad kissers because they've only kissed each other. So she's (laughs) afraid of coming off as a bad kisser. Yeah. She's like, I need to practice more. (laughs) But you can't practice with your husband because you don't. It's the same. I know. I emphasize to them you don't have to swap to be a swinger. Correct. Yep. Do you feel that way for real? I firmly. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I, I would definitely love to swap with them. That's high on my bucket list right now. But I think far too many couples getting into this get really wrapped up in the idea are that, very wrapped yep. up in that whole I, I don't know if I'm ready to fuck somebody else. good don't be ready to fuck somebody don't fuck somebody else unless you're ready to fuck somebody else right that should you should not be doing it because oh well this is what we're supposed to do right you should be doing it because that's what you're interested in and are ready to do enjoy the sexy atmosphere mm-hmm Enjoy being around people. Enjoy having people watch you. Enjoy being turned on by people. Enjoy turning people on. Enjoy the dating. Yes. And when you're ready, do that. Just like if you were dating anybody in real life, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't just go, oh, well, we're supposed to have sex because it's the first date and that's what we do. You would do that when you were comfortable and ready. Right. And that should be the same exact thing you do here. Caitlin says almost in passing that she's doing this for Joe and then everybody (laughs) or well, Joe and then you, you kind of like, well, going back to the next time from the last episode. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I got you, girl. Whatever. I think there's a part of the lifestyle that you do do this for your spouse. So, I mean, I don't think it's that far fetched to say I do this for you. There's now, a difference between I do and I only do. Well, and that's just it, is that I there are pieces of it that are in it for me as well. I wouldn't do this just for you. Mm-hmm. If I'm unhappy doing this and I'm doing this for you, what kind of relationship do we have? Right. If this more, is the only way you could keep me happy, then... Yes. Mm, it's more don't. that there are things that I enjoy in this, and there are things that you enjoy in this, mm-hmm. and there are things that I know that you enjoy to see me do within oh, this, yeah. and there are things that I enjoy seeing you do in this. Sometimes all of that is on the same page. Sometimes it 
different pages, different nights. And sometimes there's more of it as I've done this night more for you than I have for me. Or there are nights where, yep, this night was all about me. And Mm -hmm. it kind of goes all over the place. Me and you aren't keeping score. We're just letting it be and we enjoy what we do. And if we were, I really don't know who's winning right now. Because it really depends on how you, yeah, it's. So you are keeping score. I, 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 I know I'm. I, I don't know, know who would be winning. I, I don't know. Again, it would be you. I, I mean, I'm winning in the sense that some shit that I love happening is happening. Yes. <laughs> and it may not be happening to me on the vast majority of it, but it's all stuff that I really enjoy happening. So I'm, I'm a happy camper. Don't get me wrong. And that's where a lot of these things kind of come into a weird clash because when I say I'm doing this for you, it's because you enjoy seeing me with other guys. You enjoy seeing another penis fuck the shit out of me. Yeah, well, you phrased that correct. <laughs> you like to hear how much I enjoy that. Yes. What you're getting out of it, you're not actually getting a sexual experience as far as your own personal penis being in something. <laughs> your your own your cock is not going in a woman and you're saying that's your experience. That's not what you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. You're getting out what you see. And so for me to say I'm doing this for you, people are like, oh yeah, sure, because you're getting fucked really good and that sounds terrible. I mean, but, it's a rough life to do things to make me happy, I'll tell you. <laughs> but that's not necessarily the top of my list most favorite thing right. either. Mm-hmm. So there are other things that go above me getting fucked that I very much enjoy doing that are more of a me thing than a you thing. Mm -hmm. And because I get the fucking and I'm not saying I'm not complaining about the fucking either. I very much enjoy that as well. So, again, it's just all a balance and we're we're both enjoying pieces and parts of things. And it all comes together. (laughs) Yes. And we're both winning. We learned a long time ago that it is much easier to get to know people outside of the club than trying to do so in a very loud music environment or people having sex all over the place around you environment. The idea of trying to talk to someone at a restaurant, sitting on the couch here, just taking that little bit of extra time before heading to the club is so much easier than trying to shout through what I was just talking about. I mean, we say it quite a bit. I feel like almost every episode has some part of us is saying exactly what works for us. And we have found that yeah, that exact setup, meeting somebody beforehand in a quiet environment, somewhere where we can hang out, have a couple of drinks, maybe get some food and just chill before the loud club atmosphere is ideal. It has been the ideal way for us to make connections that typically last longer than just if we were to meet up at the club and just try to go fuck and be done. Mm -hmm. That's our thing. We like making the connections. We like being friends. Right. That's true. And while other people, some in the lifestyle do enjoy just Just a quick fuck. Hey, it's nice to meet you. Would you like to go fuck? Mm -hmm. And they don't have to really worry about that building a friendship, building a relationship. It's just, hey, my wife and I are here today. We want to fuck this other couple or a other couple or any other couple. Cool. Now we're going home and we don't have to, we don't, I don't even remember their name. It doesn't matter that much. Yep. So we're not texting. Thank you. We're not texting them. We got home safe. There's yep. nothing else to the relationship. So Joe talks about Caitlin having a domination fantasy. Yes. And how she had reached out and started talking to Adam on the club website. Mm-hmm. And then things went a little south because 
the dom decided all on his own that saying some degrading things about her husband, about Joe, would be a turn on. I don't know. Right. I don't know if he was just throwing caution to the wind or if he, he thought felt that way or what. I don't know. fantasy or what yeah. because, oh, I need to be dominated by someone, not my husband. Oh, well, then clearly your husband needs to be dominated too. Right. Not the case. It's one of those kinks that is very separate from cucking. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why this Dom felt that that was the angle to take. I can't read his mind. I don't know what their conversations were or how that got to that level. But what I've enjoyed about the lifestyle is that there are a gazillion kinks out there that you can have. Mm -hmm. And this is a place where you likely can find somebody else with the same kink. And or if you don't find somebody else, you can discuss your kink with them. And they usually have no problem with it. Usually that most people have not batted an eyelash when I've ever spoken of any things that I found very much a turn on for me that are maybe unusual. And usually they're like, oh, really? Tell me more. So I I love that she found somebody she could talk to, She that she was kind of going to maybe go down that wormhole, so to speak, and figure out what kind of domination she likes. It's unfortunate that the degradation thing came into play, but I would imagine she'll find somebody to fulfill that domination fantasy at some point. Yeah, right now all I'm thinking about is all the kinks that I have that I've definitely gotten that sideways glance for, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, you do have some weird kinks. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. <laughs>